Blog Talk Radio. We don't usually get to have a show on the first day of a month, but we do this week. And you know what? I want to tell you something about every week. Every week, we see articles, at least I do, claiming that robots are less racist and sexist than recruiters. They're less racist than you when it comes to selecting people for jobs. And you know what? I'm always surprised that nobody, no recruiter raises their hand and says, hey, wait a minute. I'm not the racist, sexist pig you're always making me out to be. Okay? And now there's some evidence that maybe you're really not so racist as everybody likes to say. Because there's a test that's very popular that the media is always referring to. It's called the implicit association test the iat and it says that everybody is full of unconscious president president no prejudice i wonder what that means about my unconscious it's really popular as i said but now a lot of scholars and scholarly work says it's an unreliable predictor of behavior i'm going to tell you how it works it's a little technical but don't get worried i'm going to make it simple You see a picture. You can do this test online. It's for everybody. They show you a picture of a happy word, like pleasant, and they tell you to type I. Then they show you a picture of an unhappy word, like tragedy, and they tell you to type E. Okay? Now it gets complicated. Then they start showing you pictures of people from different races, and they tell you to type I, or they tell you to type E. Okay? The good word or the bad word? And if you're slower to type I with one race than you are with the other, they say you're racist, right? We're talking about milliseconds here, (laughs) a fraction of a second. And some people, you know, have questioned whether that's a, a good predictor of biased behavior. They suspect that it's possible for someone to score high for bias on the IAT, but never act in a biased manner in real life. And the IAT doesn't measure up when it comes to retesting. Retesting, a reliable psychological test, gives you the same results on a retest as it did on the original. If you administer, what's wrong with me? If you administer the test to 10 people over and over and over, They should come out in the same order every time, with the least biased to the most biased. Every time. You know what? The IAT has a test-retest reliability of 55% at its best. At its best. And the key experts no longer claim that the IAT can be used to predict individual behavior. There's no proof that it can reveal hidden inclinations to commit acts of bias. Maybe I'll stop now. But the reason I'm stressing this one is it's so popular. 
But everybody says now it's problematic. I'm going to quote, it's problematic to use it to classify persons as likely to engage in discrimination. Its predictions are not safe to use in real-world settings. So when someone tells you that a robot is less racist than you, you'll say, no, no, no. But i got to tell you something. (laughs) I don't know what it says about me, but I've had the hardest time this morning figuring out how to spell the name of one of our guests today on Jerry. Jerry! sleep last night because something was wrong with your shout. It was nowhere as near as good as the last one. You know, and I tell you what, I was trying to make it even better than that. That you tried too hard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm guilty. (laughs) Guilty of trying too hard over here. Gary, your worst. (laughs) Once again, a crime that I just can't get away from. Your worst is not so bad, okay? Don't, you know, feel, don't feel, feel awful about it. Okay, you know what? Uh, what we got what, two what? guests today. Man, I gotta tell you, today. I just want, just want to say, I, I appreciate your enthusiasm for your intro, your monologue there, yeah. but you lost me. Too long, right? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I know. Okay, I'll, I'll take a hit for that. You take a All hit right. for the shout. I'll take okay. a hit for. The, okay. But the message. We can only go up from here. I know you're a middle-aged white man, but you're not all that bad. Okay, there you go. Isn't that good news? Okay, look, I'm going to bring on the guests. We've got a lot to get through. I hope we have a lot to get through. I don't know these guys that well to know if they're going to talk. we got Tyler, Tyler Riggs. He's here, I know. And Jimmy C. Uh, That's the guy whose name I can't pronounce. Schmielski or Schmielinski. Schmielinski. Why don't you change the spelling of that name? Jimmy C. is good enough, isn't it? Schmielinski. Okay. Who's, so who's here? Tyler Riggs, are you here? I'm here, Animal. Great. What about Jimmy? I don't think so. I told him he's going to be on here. later. Jimmy's here. Okay, guys, you know what? Jimmy's here. How about, if we sing, how about if we sing a song before we start, okay? Do you know View to Kill by Duran Duran? I do, but I only okay, know you with that thing on Fridays. Okay. We're going to sing the, sec- the the chorus, okay? Just that. We'll do it real fast, okay? One, two, three. Dance into the fire. Come on. That fatal kiss, <laughs> that fatal kiss is, all we, is need. all we need. Dance into the fire. Into the, fire. the fatal sound of broken, broken dreams. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> So I, I think that was Jimmy. You're off to a good start. I don't think Tyler said oh, that, that was bad. That was Tyler. That's the guy you're about to rip apart oh, for having great. thought about okay. it. Tyler, I, I love you now. You're on my good side. We're going to talk to Tyler first. His uh, Twitter address is Adobe Tyler, A-D-O-B-E-T-Y-L-E-R. He provides pre-sales engineering support on Adobe Marketing Cloud solutions right am i right about that tyler 
That's accurate, except for it's Tyler Adobe, the Twitter handle. You reverse them. Oy vey, Tyler Adobe. Sorry about that. Okay. Anyway, uh, so Tyler uh, is a, a I, I don't know if he's a very sensitive soul. I don't know the guy. I never spoke to him before a minute ago. But a recruiter called him at work when he was in the middle of a training session, and he said he felt violated. You want to tell us something about that? Because i got to tell you, I'm sure everyone here thinks that's a hysterical, crazy reaction. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I didn't feel so much violated. I believe my statement was that it felt a little more violating for the call from a recruiter hold to come on through hold on my on, office Hold phone. on, hold on. I said you felt violated. You said, no, I didn't feel violated. It felt violating. What's the difference between those nah, two I, statements? I don't know. It's, it's kind of the difference between a, a hamburger from Ruth's Chris uh, being a little less violating on the stomach than a hamburger from Jack in the Box, if you know what I'm saying. It's, they both upset your stomach to some degree. One's just a little bit more than the other. Okay, what was the problem? Go ahead. Tell us. I'll stop interrupting. Yeah. It, it was just that it was jarring to – I'm very used and I'm very conditioned to receive phone calls on my cell phone, receive – emails on my personal email, and then the, the most common thing these days is on LinkedIn. Now, I understand that as a recruiter, you probably want to break through all of that noise because it's every, every you know, Tom, Dick, and Harry recruiter is communicating on those channels. So if you can get a more direct line to me as a candidate, that's good for you. But well, for you're me, on a who crap phone. Who, you are on a crap phone. Are you a millennial? I'm on a crap. I'm on a landline, brother. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, you did your best, but it's that a little bit better warbling. for you. Warbling. Okay. Go ahead then. Finish. Go ahead. Finish this initial part. What was the problem? All right. So I, you know, I'll tell you, get you the, something. You get the... I'll tell you something. LinkedIn is not the most traditional recruiting platform. The way recruiters always got in touch with people before was by phoning them up. And we don't have your home phone number. Okay. Where do you want us to reach you? Stand outside your work your office and walk yeah. up and say hey hey i'm here <laughs> are you tyler what are we supposed to do yeah everyone's that what i'm telling you is everyone's using linkedin now and that's not necessarily a good thing it's the recruiters who find other ways to get to us as candidates that that that's fine i understand where you're coming from from that position it's just when i'm in the middle of the work day and I'm doing work. I'm doing a good job. I'm trying to bring home the bacon. Are you on VoIP? You get the phone hey, call. Hey, your idea of a landline, is it VoIP? Are you on VoIP? Uh, everyone that's listening on the radio, they're telling me the phone sounds good, so it must be on your sounds end. Sounds great. Sounds fine. Okay. Uh, as, uh, okay, as so your, long as everybody – Let me say it sounds okay. fine. Sounds okay, very as long good. As, everybody, as long as everybody else can hear, I'm on a separate line. Go ahead. Must be a Canada problem. Uh, maybe. No, I'm just. I'm. I'm I love Toronto. I'll Go ahead. Finish the no. story. Yeah. So you get the call on the office line when you are in the middle of a workday. I happen to be in the middle of a phenomenal training session, which we we don't get as much as we want a chance to interact with our team, and it just felt inappropriate. I'm. I. I don't have a problem getting the call on the personal line, but to have someone try and call me on my employer's phone and pull me away from that employer where I'm working my tail off day in and day out to add value. Yep. That, that seems a little, this is not the phone that's on scenario. The, this is the phone on your desk, right? At, at your office. Does it have caller ID on, on it? No, I'm actually, I work from home right now. 
so what, it's forwarded? Oh, come on, man. <laughs> okay. Did you pick up the phone yeah. call? Did you yeah. pick up You picked Thank up the you. phone call? Well, it was coming through on my office line. and I. Well, I if the training was so important, line. why didn't you just let it go to voicemail? <laughs> <laughs> because when someone, not everyone is calling through on the office line, it's generally a pretty important phone call when someone calls through okay. on that line. I can, I can see that. Okay. So yeah, your office transfers it to your home line then. So. A and question so, might be, uh, why did you have your office phone on your LinkedIn profile or on your resume? Because it's not. That was, that was the interesting on, thing. Is so it had to have come through. There maybe it was. Uh, it ended up on a list somewhere. But that phone number specifically, it had recently changed, so it hadn't. It wasn't out on public channels, to my knowledge. It's always public. Well, it, it, hey, so it, it ends up somewhere. somewhere. I give it somewhere, and it ends up on a list, and someone buys a list, and then okay, it's neither here nor there. Okay, hold on a second. Well, before we let this guy off too easy, then he says he got an email through his work email, and he felt jarred. <laughs> he yeah. thought it was yeah. jarring. Yeah, I, I understand, my, my Animal. I, I actually think the, the email, the work email, is worse than the work phone, because I could see how a recruiter wouldn't know that the phone number is uh, is my work phone because it's not labeled Adobe, but that email is. And my question, I, I, my question would be of which recruiter buys lists. I mean, we go to Monster, we go to the resume databases, we get your contact information off of there. Buying lists is a waste of money, a waste of time because I can't see anything about you on that list. I have hey, how to go you guys, to LinkedIn how you guys conduct your business and get your, your candidates isn't my isn't in my interest. Well, this yeah, but how is are we our supposed business. to get in touch well, with obviously it is because you're bitching about it. I like this guy. Back I off. like him too. Well, let's not be rude to this fine gentleman who no, respects his workplace and his work. Okay, no, okay, okay, Jerry. Okay, okay. My apologies. Let me ask right. it this way. Okay, so Tyler, Alan Fleur here. Nice to meet you. So put this way, I want to get I want to get a hold of you. What would you? How would you prefer? And how, what would you actually respond hey. to? If you're, first of all, I I, I do respond. To, I, if I get a, a LinkedIn message or something that comes through on my personal email, which is also available on my LinkedIn, y'all uh, talking over each other. I I will respond and say I'm very what? happy with my current situation. Great. I am. Uh, I appreciate you. We can stay in touch, but I'm very happy with my current situation. Yeah. If you were to if you were to get a hold of me on my employer's email, I think the appropriate message would be, "Hey, I would like to I'd like to talk to you. Is there a, a is there a phone number that I can reach you on or a better email?" Like if that's the only email you have of mine, then try to initiate the contact, but don't give me the full sales pitch on, oh, yeah. on my employer's paying for. Okay, no, so I that's totally the problem. That. Hold on, hold on. If someone calls you up and says, "Hey Tyler, and they're on your business line, you say, are you free to talk now, or should we talk later? Is that okay with you? Uh, that would be a good start. How often does this well, happen? This on the on the phone, yeah, it only happens at one time. But that's what got me thinking about the email, mm-hmm. and the email has been happening with an increasing frequency over the daily? past you know, six months. No, mm-hmm. definitely not daily. It's it's probably a, a monthly cadence on the work email. It's daily on the personal and LinkedIn channels. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is why um, I may I interject? Yeah, go ahead. Paul Lippman. Paul Lippman here. Hey guys. Hey, Rick, um hi, Paul. so here's the real challenge. 
Hey, guys. Here's the real challenge I see, um, uh, young gentlemen, is, you know, people get solicited all the time via personal and corporate email. The real challenge is, and I don't know, is it that you're afraid that your company is going to be concerned that you're looking for a new job or you just think it's inappropriate? I don't think it's, uh, it's – I'm not concerned that the company is going to think that I'm looking for another job because they obviously get the, the world that we live in, especially I'm in the tech industry, so it's, it's very highly right. you know, scoured over. But what, I, what I'm concerned about or what raised the thought with me, it's more theoretical than I'm actually worried someone's concerned, is, and I'd love, love to hear your guys' feedback on this. As a recruiter, if a candidate is going to start taking time away from their work and um, – and, and focusing on finding another job, is that really someone that Couldn't the care less. person you're That's hiring not, for? We like it. We like it. Hold I on, don't. Tyler. I, I believe it's. We have a disagreement. I believe it's disrespectful to yeah. spend uh, half an hour or an hour of every yeah. couple of days chit chatting on the phone with recruiters. I believe it's dishonest. And if a company is paying for your time, then they should get your time. And all the recruiters that I see year after year saying, well, if somebody won't talk to me between 8 and 5, I'm not calling them at night. Well, they're losers. Yeah, I agree with you, Jerry. I mean, I've called people at, you know, 10 o'clock my time, 11 o'clock my time. And I always ask if this is a good time to talk. That's my first sentence, Mm -hmm. basically. So I agree. I mean, if someone's paying you, don't don't use their time to, to look for something else. Totally agree myself on that one. The the thing is, I I'll never contact somebody through their um, corporate email because I have respect for that. I'll never. But the thing I just can't get my hands around again is why is it public information? Corporate? It's not public. It's just phone numbers and you email. You can figure I mean, it out. It's all findable. Yeah, <laughs> that's what recruiters make the big bucks doing is. Yeah, you know, following the corporate breadcrumbs. emails, the smart companies will figure out a way to make the. Uh, I mean, there's only twenty or thirty different uh, permutations unless you add numbers or dashes to uh, an email. You can figure it out. I have a program that will uh, generate every possible alternative based on a first and last name. I mean, it's not hard. Really, never heard yeah. of that. That's interesting. But but hold on a second. I got to say something. Uh, I, I admire Tyler for having the guts to come on here with this. But Absolutely. he was a bit hysterical in this ad. He said he felt it was some kind of adultery, like uh, he was cheating on his wife if he was mm. going to talk to the recruiter. Mm. That's what he said in the article. Mm. Am I right, Tyler? Confess. Hey, I would have to <laughs> review the post to see if I said those words, but it actually is. You know, you're I'm. Hmm, there's, a little, there's a little bit of a, a difference there. It, it's an exaggeration, yeah. but that's what you have to do to get clicks on LinkedIn. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so now you're looking at If you're truly LinkedIn. interested, if you're, has got a question. If you're interested, what? You'll go Paul. ahead and then. Hey, if you're really interested, okay. If if you're really interested in in responding, you just copy the email address and you respond on your own personal one. If you're not interested, hit the delete and move on. That's simple. Okay. A lot Listen, of friction but here's a message for everybody. We got to find you somehow. Don't make it hard for us to get in touch with you. It might be the best thing that ever happened to you. A recruiter calls you out of the blue for no charge at all, 
with uh, a nice move forward. Maureen, are yeah. you there, Maureen? A free service. Maureen, you got a question? <laughs> Maureen? I'm here. Maureen, New job go ahead service with your for free. i got to wrap it up. Go ahead, Maureen. Synchro Europe wants to know. Um, where, where did the question go? Okay, here's your question. She she saw that you moved from Adobe. Did a recruiter recruit you away from them, and and you came back after? Have you ever been moved by... Go ahead. Yeah, so obviously I have been recruited away. And if you wanted just other general thoughts on recruiting, something that I I hope that you would all agree with, I did get recruited away from Adobe. This was in 2015, and actually when I was approached, it was a combination of a recruiter coming through on LinkedIn, but then the company actually approached me at our customer conference. We have a major customer conference every year, and they they initiated, they asked if it was okay to come up and talk to me and schedule some time away from the, the conference duties. And, and that's, the, that's the way to handle it. Is, and, and I think you guys were talking about this earlier, is ask when the right time is and, and then do it then. Uh, but I, I did leave. And one of the experiences I had with the recruiter, very nice person, uh, but some, a lesson that I learned as a candidate in that process was that you always have to keep in mind that the recruiter is generally representing the company they're hiring for, not you, unless you've actually gone out and hired that recruiter yourself. So I had to... I, I learned a lesson. I, I'm young and naive. Did you feel you were shafted? With a, were you, what, did they misrepresent? Did they sucker you in like a used car salesperson? Is that what you're a, telling us? It was us? a good company. It's a good. The company I went to is a good company. I have nothing bad to say there. I feel that I was oversold on the, the scope of the job and the potential. Can you give us a few details? Yeah, just you, maybe the, you don't you know, want throwing to say out that. things like throwing out terms like you're going you'll you'll be w your w2 will easily eclipse two hundred thousand dollars a year uh there's going to be immediate you know uh management responsibilities or uh, leadership type responsibilities and you it didn't wasn't a lot of this is on me for not doing further vetting to validate that and was uh, that from the internal work. interviews uh or was that through an outside agency that told you that this was from a headhunter that got me, you know, in. So the headhunter just lied to you. Yeah. Right. And if you were going yeah, to take ridiculous. on management roles immediately, why wouldn't they hire you at the management level? I mean, it's incumbent right. upon you to ask. No, I agree. You- Hold I on agree. a second. Yeah, I know everybody's going to be mad. I know. Well, you know, Tyler. Tyler should come back again. I have to do an ad. Hold on, everybody. Okay. He should come back. He's a great guest. Okay. Hey, everybody. Crusty the Clown here. Okay, have you ever heard of Main Sequence Technologies? Main Sequence Technologies, they're the company that produces PC Recruiter. And you know who the president of Main Sequence Technologies is? It's Martin Snyder. Snyder. And I would tell you his middle initial, but I don't know. It might be Martin Q. Snyder. It might be Martin P. Snyder. But he never told me, okay? But I do know what PC Recruiter is famous for, and that's its versatility. It works any way you want it to work. And you know why? Because PC Recruiter is made for every kind of recruiting. You want it for executive search? Hey, you got it. You want it for direct hire? You got it. You want it for staffing? You got it. Martin Snyder calls it the Swiss Army knife of recruiting software. But I just say that if you're any kind of recruiter at all, PC Recruiter loves you. So check it out at PCRecruiter.net. PCRecruiter.net. Thank you. Now, I've got another five minutes. 
for this great guest uh, who's got a lot of guts to come on. Tyler, he speaks well. Uh, you're telling us about you got oversold. That's a shit. I feel embarrassed listening to that message. And so you went back to your old company, right? I did. And uh, really, that was a great experience. It's a great to have that opportunity to come back. It's a whole testament to when you do leave a company, leave the right way. Uh, something that you know, candidates who may be listening to your show, they should always keep in mind is never burn bridges. And in fact, work to build a bridge that is redundant to the bridges that already existed when you leave because did you never know when you, you might want to come back. Did they ask you to come back or did you come crawling back with your tail between your legs? And did the no, uh, what happened with go ahead. Answer when me. I when go I ahead. left I was I was advised that if I ever wanted to come back then get a hold of them. <laughs> I'm not happy here. Okay. And so uh and what about what did the company that you how long did you stay with that company? What did they say? Was it was it hard to to leave? I was there for six months and there are really good people there. It's it's an exciting company. For for my taste it was just a bit smaller. You know, Adobe's a large player in its industry and I went to more something with much more of a startup feel that I And did the, you know, the I discovered go was, crazy? Was it within his guarantee period? Did he go nuts? Did he call up and yell yell at you? She, if you need to go back to that IAT thing you were referencing before, but uh, I'm just just joking, joshing with you there. But uh, no, she, I never heard from her again after the the initial recruitment process. Okay. Michael Cox not a, has, I was, think, Michael Cox has a good question for you though. You were oversold, yeah. okay. You know, he sold you one thing, but what about the interviews with the company? Didn't you ask intelligent questions? Michael Cox, if you're on the line, you can speak up. I don't have to be your ventriloquist. All right, all right. So you were oversold by the headhunter. Um, were, was any of that confirmed during your interviews, either with hiring managers, HR, or internal recruiters at the company? It was. Or, or on the I, offer letter? It Everything seemed good, but I have to admit that a lot of it was left up to my inexperience. This was a learning experience to go through for me. So overall, it was a net positive to be able to, you know, learn that I really need to do an extra level of due diligence in, in such type situations. Um, there, I don't want to get into, you know, throwing under the bus because okay. again, okay. I, it was yep. a great company, yep. but definitely a learning lesson for me. But I did the thing that brought me into the funnel to begin with. I felt there was misrepresentation. Okay. Okay, any final questions for uh, Tyler? Adobe, is it Tyler Adobe or Adobe Tyler Adobe, right? Okay. Tyler Adobe. Any, any, questions, any questions for Tyler Adobe? Any, anybody? Yeah, would you, ever talk to, would you ever talk to a recruiter that you didn't know again and, and maybe trust them or not? I, I, I have. I mean, I, like I say, I generally, my, my response right now is I, I'm happy with my position, but I, 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 what, I'll leave you with an anecdote from, I was in Seattle for the past four years, and I had a recruiter reach out at a local company and say, let's go to lunch. And he sat down and said, I, I want to get to know you, and the thing you need to realize is I am representing this organization right now, but I'm going to be somewhere else a while from now, and my what I like to do in my career as a recruiter is get to know good candidates. I want to find people who maybe aren't looking right now, but who may be down the road and wherever I'm at, I want to have a pool that I Bingo. can reach out to. Bingo. And that was a phenomenal good. experience. Yep. Good recruiter. Hey, I'll you know what? I can hire Tyler. Uh, yeah, I, I think he's going to get like some calls after this show. i got to tell you something. This is the last show of the 10th year of this show, and we've never had a guest like Tyler on. So 
I'm really happy to have him. It's fantastic. You should come back sometime, yep. Tyler. Any pilot, yeah, any, I'll work on part- another. I'll work on another. Some other problems. We can probably we can probably milk you for another half hour of just this stuff. But any parting words before we go on to Jimmy C? No, this has been fun, you guys. I, I sure appreciate it. It sounds like it's a fun show you have here and uh, a good need and anything you can do uh, to I ask you a you know, help recruiters. Should, should Jimmy Schmielinski or whatever his name is, Schmielinski, <laughs> should he change his name? <laughs> I mean, is that racist for me to say that? But I flunked that test. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he could change his name. That's what everyone in Hollywood does. Uh, but okay. um, hey, you know, it's hey, really up to hey. I think Jimmy C is just good. Jimmy C is a, that's a, that's a, that has a lot of cachet. Okay. Alan, what was Thank your you. original name? <laughs> Jonathan. His name is Rick. Rick. Jonathan. Bobby Riggs Jonathan. His father, I think. Bobby Jonathan Thorndike. There Riggs you go. Okay, and on to right. Jimmy C. Thank you, Tyler, very much. Okay, Thanks, Jimmy guys. C. Have a great day. Hey, thanks okay. for singing. Hey, take that takes guts. Screening animal. Okay, Jimmy. Okay. You're following a big act, you got a lot to to okay. act up to here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, good conversation. Okay. I, uh, so you I you wanted well. to come. Okay, you are. Um, uh, okay, uh, I'll ask you a question first, then you'll introduce yourself. You said that your Sounds goal good. as an athlete was to always be number one. You've got a very competitive spirit, right? But you said that has caused you problems in the recruiting world. I don't know why. Can you give us some examples? Yeah, well, I think that there are some companies that don't put that as their core value, uh, competitiveness. And so, you know, it's a different story when you're working on the agency side of the recruitment field versus whether you're working internally where there are other drivers that really define success for, you know, for the team that you're working on. And so I think you're you're talking at a high level. I ask for examples. Okay, first (laughs) introduce yourself. Think you'll think about it while you're introduced. Who are you? Yeah, no, I've got a great example actually pulling from Zappos I can talk about. But, you know, I I have a a background in recruiting, um, you know, 12, 13 years working it, coming from a family that did recruiting. Uh, I've seen all different aspects, uh, external and internal. And your your Twitter address that you never use anymore is uh, Tech Stardust. Tech Stardust, T E C H. Stardust, okay? And his name, I'm going to spell it for you, C-H-M-I-E-L-I-N-S-K-I, Schmielinski, okay? There Jimmy you go. Schmielinski. Yeah. Okay, but he's just Jimmy C here. Okay, so he is now a talent sourcing consultant. That's what he calls himself. He's been in, I've got, we can review his career later if we have time, but he's got some products for sourcers. I think that's why he asked me to come on, so he wants to talk about those. But you're going to give us right now an example of uh, the competitive issue. Yeah, so I think a good example was when I was at Zappos coming from a highly competitive environment at, you know, from the Gap environment in San Francisco, which was mainly contractors and consultants hiring for that, um, you know, to to transition onto a team where they focused really all around the core values that they promote there. You know, it was really about um, working as a team, um, blending in well. Give us an incident. Uh, Give us an incident where you did something that pissed somebody off. Okay, so we had a um, we had a meeting, uh, a training meeting of some sort, and there was a presentation that was going on, 
uh, with the entire recruiting team. And, you know, they had invested some time to, to talk about uh, a specific life cycle, uh, you know, re- regarding re- recruiting or employment branding, something like that. And it was being present, it was going to be presented, uh, but this was sort of the soft run. And at the same time, we had uh, positions, you know, that we were hiring for with different directors of engineering. And, you know, in my mind, the way that I'm programmed is I'm thinking about time to fill and performance and stats and looking at the reporting that's coming from the ATS. And so, you know, looking at some of these positions and trying to sort of beat that time to fill, I spent a lot of that time during the presentation, you know, looking on my laptop, scanning kind of the presentations, sitting in the back row, really, I guess, selfishly looking at the work that I was trying to do to, you know, build a pipeline and recruit or go through emails. And that didn't go over so well. I had a a couple of conversations. But, you know, here's a question. Here's a question. Same question we asked Tyler. Okay. You were at the gap. You moved to Zappos. I mean, uh, it should have hit you in the, in the face that there's a different culture there. How come you didn't see that? And you can tell me after I do my next ad. Okay. It'll only take a second. (laughs) If everybody lets me go. Hey, everybody. Okay. On my Facebook group the other day, a recruiter said that those tools that help you find contact info so you won't have to call Adobe, Tyler Adobe, whatever, yeah, Tyler Riggs, you won't have to call him on his work line. You can find his personal info, his contact info. All those tools, you know, they should tell you, you know, this is how to get in touch with us when the number we give you or the email we give you is incorrect. You know, you should be able to tell those companies that they've got wrong information and be able to give them the right stuff for their database. But they don't want to hear from you. That's apparently the case. But Nin Tran got involved in that conversation. Nin Tran is the COO of Hire Tool. H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. And you know what he said? I do want to hear from you. Yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. Hire Tool wants to know when there's something wrong. And then someone else named Marielle, I won't give all the names, she chimed in and she said Hire Tool is the best. And that what's the best? It's the best what? I'm getting confused from my own talking. Anyway, here's what it's famous for. It's good for finding email addresses and phone numbers, and they got a free Chrome extension, but it's really a complete sourcing tool it creates search strings for linkedin facebook and github then it ranks the results so you know who's the best for the job based on the uh information it gives you the people in order it also takes a guest at their current salaries and it tells you it takes a guest to tell you if they're ready to make a move brian fink was on the show a couple of weeks ago he says companies talk about delighting their users and it's usually bullshit but not hire tool it's a great product with exceptional service and that means placements to me okay so go and check it out at hire tool h-i-r-e-t-u-a-l h-i-r-e-t-u-a-l dot com who's ever barking or sneezing in the background don't do that during my ads again okay thank you back to jimmy c what, what about the culture issue? How come you didn't realize there was something wrong? Well, you have different cultures within a company. And when you're trying to support hiring managers and then you're managing whether or not 
you know, you should put them first over your specific team that you're, you know, working with in HR and recruiting. You, that becomes a kind of a competition in terms of where you put your time and your priority. Uh, and, you know, I, looking back on it. I no, I don't know. I don't understand what you're talking that about. I should have done, done it differently. You're speaking nonsense to me. <laughs> Uh, Zappos is always saying, hey, we're warm and fuzzy. We're warm and fuzzy. You know, and you're here saying, I'm a baseball player. I'm very competitive. I want to be number one. Can't you see that those two things don't fit together? At least Tyler Riggs, Adobe Tyler, at least he took responsibility. He said, I should have checked it out more. What about you? You're an experienced recruiter. Shame on you. Well, I guess my manager shouldn't have hired me. Maybe he uh, made a mistake when he brought me yeah, on board, yes. and perhaps Not I wasn't a culture too. fit. <laughs> Takes two to tango. You know? Takes two to tango. Okay, now you want so. to tell us about some software of yours. What What is it? Lancelot.io? Yeah, yeah. So we've been at it working and building a gig marketplace, uh, a place where uh, companies can hire great recruiters. Uh you know, the way I see it is great recruiters really lead to good hires and sometimes great hires and bad recruiters lead to bad hires. So what if we developed a platform that can deliver great sourcing and recruiting professionals who can bid on your recruiting project? Um, I think it's important to look at how we define great recruiters in today's time because of all the technology changes, because of the skill sets as they get more and more specialized. And in my experience, and data suggests that uh, it takes a few key core skill sets to be great at recruiting. Uh, and I think employer branding, candidate marketing, sourcing, screening, and onboarding are sort of the five pillars that, that define whether you're great. And you've got to be excellent at one of those. And so um, we're building a system that highlights each of those areas and can find opportunities in this, you know, forward-thinking freelancer marketplace type of uh, economy that we're moving into. And so right now, what I really need is uh, to grow a beta community, not necessarily on the freelancer side. We have about 150 or 200 people that have signed up. We haven't done any marketing. We haven't even gone okay, to market Okay, yet, okay. so let me summarize it before you put uh, – uh, 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 let me summarize it, and anybody can ask questions. Go for it. So you've got this – you've got a website now, Lancelot. It's spelled L-A-N-C-E-L-O-T dot I-O. Is that right? L-A-N-C-E-L-O-T dot I-O. Okay, you go there, you sign up, and it's like a, a job board for uh, recruiters and sources. Am I right about that? Right. Yes or no? And we're focused – Yes. Yes. Go ahead. Yes. Okay. And so does yes. it? you've given us these five uh, earmarks of a good recruiter, which I don't agree with. I say talent sourcing, <laughs> yes. Marketing somebody, yes. All that other stuff like onboarding, <laughs> is that recruiting? No. Okay. So, but you've got these standards. So do you grade people? Or could you do, when, you, when you look at somebody's profile, does it show you their grades on each of those uh, uh, characteristics or traits or skills? Right. So it's got a ranking system. So when you hire someone uh, through a contract, uh, you can you know, hire someone on an hourly basis or my, it could be milestone driven. And after that process, you're going, uh, the person that, you know, that hired the, 
the recruiter will be able to rank them based off of their performance in each of these key areas. And so slowly you can develop a profile based off of a ranking system that you might see in some of these other um, freelancer marketplaces. Okay. And so how much does it cost? Right now it's free. I am, you know, the only thing that people are going to need to pay uh, or the people posting the projects, they obviously have to hire the, um, you know, hire and pay the consultants on whichever pay cycle that they establish. Um, and, you know, eventually I think we'll switch to a subscription model, but this is way early. If you look at LinkedIn's marketplace profinder, which I haven't had great success with, you know, they stayed in the beta stage for about nine months. And so we're just starting uh, our alpha stage. So, you know, there's going to be things that we learn through the process. And I just really need some, some people that some, have some strong needs, you know, more maybe on the corporate side, because I think that's where brand ambassador positions, recruitment, marketing roles, inbound and outbound talent sourcing uh, professionals, uh, people that are setting up interview type of constructs and onboarding or HR type of professionals. And these could be small projects, uh, you know, month long, three months, six month engagements, you know, we might even add on full time, uh, full time employment as well. Uh, these are all things that we want to learn through this process over the next six or 12 months. Okay, hold so, on. Is Jerry uh, still here? Is Jerry still here? Or is he sleeping? Uh, yeah. Is he looking for a spokes model? Is that, is that no, what we're yeah. in? Jerry, you were talking right recently. Site. We were talking, where were we talking a couple of weeks ago? Or maybe you weren't here anymore about how to hire somebody, uh, you know, or, or, you know, how to know when that the, you know, like, for instance, Jimmy, this is a question I think I might have asked even last week. You've got somebody working for you. They seem, you've interviewed them. They seem to be uh, really good on paper. You like their way they talk. Uh, after a month or two, you're not getting any results. What's wrong? What do you do? Right. Great question. Well, is this for Jerry or for Jimmy? Johnny. Questions for Jimmy, but Jerry and I were talking about this. I want to know your, well, your input. Well, I think the, the challenge is that, you know, there's so much overhead hiring a person on a full-time basis, and you don't really know whether they've performed or not. So having someone on a contingency basis, uh, you know, that you can go in and you can measure their success real quickly, and if they don't work out, you can easily swap them out. I don't think that we have that tool that allows us to do that quickly. So it's really just really setting up a, you know, a product that, that's able to set that expectation you can up test, front. You can test run somebody. You can test run them with no strings attached before you make an offer for permanent hire. Is that right? Right. And it's minimal cost, you know, and I think that from a full-time, you know, a full-time hire basis, you could even consider it a working interview for a month or two weeks. And, you know, the system is integrated with PayPal so you can fund the project uh, and it loads your balance within the tool. And then uh, based off of the work and the performance, uh, you can. Jerry, what do you think about that? Jerry, 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 Jerry. You, uh, you know, I think it's uh, from the candidate perspective, from the new hire perspective, uh, they might think that that's kind of an iffy tentative thing. Yeah. But, I, I, I like it. You got well, the guy. Of course, you're the, you're the buyer. You're the consumer. Yeah, the the, yeah. the, the like yeah the candidates are going to look at it, and if they know they're they're potentially on the hook for only a week or two before something might fall, what kind of quality pool, candidate pool are we really talking about? But let's be fair here, though. Yeah, J- Jim is only answering that as a theoretical thing to animals question. I don't believe that that's part of uh, 
uh, Lancelot's main business platform. That was okay, only well, an then, answer okay. to Animal cornering this poor guy. Okay, so, that's so not, let me ask that's so let me not ask a pillar Jimmy. of his uh, okay. future. Well, well, let me ask Jimmy this I, question. So, Jimmy, so let's we're both in L.A., so let's just say Bank of America signs up with you. They have a thing. I I go onto the system and I get matched up with Bank of America. So are you acting as an intermediary broker? Are you acting as you're paying me or Bank of America's paying me? I just want to understand something. So which one is it? Sure. So the product passes through the transaction. And, no, okay. No, no okay. You know, I'm stop before before you get too in, de- in depth. Sure. Who who's check who's writing a check to me? You or Bank of America? Bank of America. Okay, we're so, just facilitating the transaction. You're facilitating. Okay, so now who's on the hook for the appropriate taxes? You're, I think Hello? you've got a can of worms there. Ooh, simply that's from a deep question. Well, I think you know, I think it's I think it's accurate because it's, if, if if Jimmy's acting as we've got an intermediary coming through, you do me? need to manage that process. So if you look at Upwork or any of the other um, freelancer marketplaces, they do require tax forms and process, and there are going to be certain formalities based off of the type of work structure and this problem has been solved so you know if you look at hourly nerd which is for entrepreneurs that's another freelancer site you look at upwork uh, or elance you know it's something you're right i mean it, it it's it, it's going to depend on the situation and the scope of the deal so is it the nice thing is it all 1099 work yes that was my next question it sounds right. like it's all 1099 yes. work well yeah but, now, then yes. bank of, but then is bank of america going to sign up for that if jimmy's thing doesn't have the appropriate stuff in place and they're going to sit there and say okay we can post this and it's worth one two three four five grand for us to have some have have uh, jerry do this project but at the end how many agents you know are, are they willing to take that risk down the road where all of a sudden no they're they not come, you no, know they're not well alan yeah have, i know you have different phases of the product right and again i'll, I'll defer to hourly nerd so they have a, a freelancer marketplace that was more consumer based so uh, individual projects uh, from consumer to consumer. And the business grew to a point where then they built an enterprise platform that was more shaped and formed uh, and had a service and a success team built around what you're talking about. So I think it all just depends on you know how it evolves and how long it takes to really get the features and functionality that are needed to cater to the team. Plus, on the enterprise side, you're also looking at HRIS systems. So there's got to be an HRIS integration to funnel all the data that. Well, what's our situation here, fire. Animal? What do you mean? Do you hear that beep? I hear him cutting uh, out. He, there's something happening. I I I cut, I, I lost all yeah, these, all sound for. Everybody's minutes, just okay? cutting out. Yeah, I don't. Well, I don't know. This? What can I do? I, I I I'm paying these guys. I've been with them for Not ten enough. years. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> More than that doesn't now. happen. You know what? I, I got to tell you something though. I think I'm impressed by Jimmy's uh, pr- product because I was wondering how can you test run somebody and then not have a big you know to do when you have to fire them after three months. This solves the problem. Say, look, hold on. What, what? Stop, stop, stop. No, it doesn't. You're not. <laughs> you're not eliminating the emotional problem of it. You're not eliminating the reality of it for the guy. These aren't just hamsters that you can send back to the store after a couple of weeks. You, you <laughs> yes, know what I'm they saying? Are. They you, are. No, they're not, man. They're on your team. You're talking with them, I assume, daily. You're building a connection. It's not 
a sterile thing where you can yeah. send an email to Jimmy and say, oh, you got to let Gary, that guy go, Gary, and you're done with it. What's going on? Let it solves no problem. There's no problem solved here. But his product isn't solving problems. His product is for interim uh, recruiters. It's for gigs. It's not for, hey, please let me try this guy out, and you can fire him in three months if I don't like him. No, (laughs) that's not the way it's structured. Yeah, exactly. So, Animal, you don't even understand what this guy is talking about or the service he provides, (laughs) and you've done him a disservice by taking it in this direction, and I'm getting pissed off about it. Oh it's okay. I hey, I'm listening to you guys. This looks like a clearinghouse, basically, for hooking up recruiters or anybody in HR with the uh, the enterprise. Is that what I'm? Is that what I'm really seeing here? Sounds like it. In summary, listen, it's still early stage as it stands now. There's going to be uh, you know time and and it'll shape toward the direction based off of feedback, and that's really why I wanted to share more about the product is I want to hear from everybody and see what's useful, see what isn't useful. And right now we're, you know, we haven't worked anything, any, you know, we still need to work on the interface and the experience and really give a facelift to the product. Uh, and so that's kind of the next stage, but I, I mean, we, it as, sounds as to me, we, Jim, like this is this, uh, of contract and placement firm for a so, you know, I think companies get in trouble by thinking that they don't recognize what they really are. And you're, you're a staffing firm of contractors. Kind of a well, unique no. interface and cool. Very cool. I mean, I like the idea of it. But There's I, no back-end operations that I'm facilitating. This is completely automated. It's a product that you can manage everything. You never have to deal with me. You never have to deal with anything except the system. And... Let us know how to enhance uh, it, and everything's automated. And okay, the so there's one. a product that there's a, so there's a service out there called Recruit Loop. Has anybody heard of that one? Yep. So Re- Recruit Loop yeah. is based out of Australia, and they focus more on the recruiting side. And their interface sucks, to be honest. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I well, like, it does. I like the and concept. Their challenge, the I'll tell you. Fun. Here's their challenge. Here's their challenge. Their because cha- I, I signed up for it about a year ago and kind of listened to their talks every once in a while. Their challenge is attracting companies that want to take their want to use this as a um, as a method or you know to find clearinghouses for really contract recruiters, whether they're going to be doing you know project based or contingency or whatever. And that's what I see. That you're a superset of that. Um, you offer a little bit more than just that service. Is that what I'm hearing? It's going in that direction. I think that they would look at Lancelot as a competitor. You know, there are some differences in terms, I think, how they onboard customers, how they're managing those relationships. I like to model what I'm building more after Who's making that noise? Who's making that noise? Who is that? Okay. I got to do an ad. Can I just throw a thought out here? Can I just say something here? Okay, so I went to the the Recruit Loop site. Let me do an ad. I went to the Recruit Loop site. And there's a tab up at the top that says pricing. I hate clicking on a pricing tab if you aren't then taken to pricing. So you go on pricing, and it says, oh, well, here's how we work, and then click this. And then sign up over here. Don't say it's pricing if it's not pricing. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Okay, i got to do my ad. That's a good good comment. Everybody, give me 10 seconds, okay? Another ad? Yeah, yeah, I got to. 
Okay, look, everybody. For what? You know, for, Martin, who? for PC Recruiter? For Martin Snyder, PC Recruiter, okay? Okay, I Martin love that. Martin Snyder, yeah, he's the boss over a PC Recruiter. And he tells me that when you buy recruiting software, your focus should not be on the ATS or the CRM alone. You know why? You've got to be concerned about your vendor's partners because the quality of their integrations is going to make a big, big difference to you. And you know what? PC Recruiter is proud of its partners. It loves to put them on display. And here's some of them. Hireable, Text Kernel, Broad Bean, Logic Melon. I love that name. And Ring Central. So I want you to check out PC Recruiter because PC Recruiter loves you. And so do their partners. They love you. And they're at PCRecruiter.net. And if you go to YouTube and look up Two Minute Tuesdays, quiet in the background, you can see all kinds of two-minute videos about how PC Recruiter works. PCRecruiter.net. Please check it out. Tell them animals sent you. Okay, back to whoever wanted to say something to Jimmy. Go ahead. Listen, the, the goal behind this product is to give more opportunity to this industry, to the people that are doing the work. I don't think that there is a landing space for recruiters, for sourcers, for employment branding people. There's no job board out there that can, you know, deliver. Most of, most of everything still uh, that I see comes on a referral basis. And Search wizards. I think that... Say again, sorry. Search, search wizards. Search wizards, right? But that's an agency, right? This isn't an agency. So you're talking. You're, think, you're talking about a virtual agency, Jim. That's yes, basically what yes. you're talking about. Yeah. And yeah. And, and 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 it, with an agency, <laughs> and 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 Jerry, chime, help me here. Help me out, buddy. And an agency, it's say it with me. All about the relationships. Right. Maybe. Just kidding. You. <laughs> well, this this is this is a tool to establish and build relationships it's not okay so uh, so know, jimmy let me let me let me be a little let me be a little machiavellian with you here because i i'd be really interested to hear it what's that give mean? Us, yeah. please, please give us your 30 second elevator pitch because you've been all over the board no i gave so, the elevator pitch at the gut when we got started mm-hmm. <laughs> and i encourage you to check out the website <laughs> and oh, okay. it'll tell you exactly what you need it's okay. uh it's a tool to help you find more gigs Dang. in recruiting and sourcing Oh, I gotta pull that one out of my back. Oh. It's straightforward. Say the name didn't again. It? Say the name again. Lancelot.io. L-A-N-C-E-L-O-T.io. Anything else we should talk about, uh, Jimmy? While you're on, anything else? What about small towns? Well, well go I, ahead. I, no, can go I ahead. talk? I wanted. I wanted to reference some of the chat about what Tyler was, was mentioning at work, uh, okay. being contacted because. You know, I, 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 I'm encountering this a lot, too, and I've, you know, I've got my hand slapped for contacting someone on a work email or calling them at work. And, you know, frankly, there's just so many different ways that we're communicating with candidates these days. And it's not necessarily that we're going into an environment to sell the whole pitch and do the whole dog and pony show to get them to say yes or no. It's really just we're, we're tapping them on the shoulder on Facebook, you know, we're we're sending them some signals, making some eye contact, you know, with them through Twitter or through LinkedIn, and we're slowly <laughs> making our approach. And we just really, you know, want to make sure that they realize that we have put them on our radar and there's meaning behind it. And there's probably a story that they should spend some time looking and talking about. 
And when we call them at work, that's just signifying that it's that serious. And so, you know, and, and I don't hear people or companies complaining about getting 40,000 push notifications on their phone, which are way more distracting than someone that's actually trying to create an opportunity for them to change their life. And, you know, so I think we're just looking at it the wrong way. We have so many different distractions and we have to create a unique experience in order to build that initial relationship with these folks. And I don't think it's something you're that say- Hold on. Wait, wait, wrong. wait, wait. You're saying something. But before you go, you're saying something here, right? Because I don't get it. You're saying these dopes <laughs> should realize that we're just trying to help them. Is that your message? Is that your That's message? That's exactly what I'm trying to say. And you I have love to, it. You have, to, you have to do it with some polish and you have to do it professionally. Uh, but it's coming from a place uh, where it can be a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's never yeah, a bad I'm helping thing if you're you for free. Right hey, Tyler, I'm helping you for free. Now, hold on. He claims they lied to him, though. I would have liked to get into more detail about that. That was sad, okay? The, the, yeah. I don't know why. You know, maybe Michael, Michael G. Cox had a point, and he says, I didn't do my due diligence. I don't know what he could have done. They said, you're going to earn this big money. And he didn't. I don't know if that was the only problem. And if you've done the job right, by the time that you're making the phone call, they should already have seen a landing page or seen some links that you sent to them via email or a text message that guides them toward more information about the role. So they should be warm, you know? And I think that if you put the right combination together with the tools that are available, they, 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 will receive you in a lot Yeah, but the problem is life. when you the, the recruiter, it's, I don't know, the recruiter's got a conflict of interest. They want to be a trusted consultant. They're getting paid by the other guy, okay? They can't be a yeah. trusted consultant to the candidate when they're getting paid by the client. And they claim, oh, yes, we can, because we only want to bring in people who are perfect for the job. But this woman obviously didn't. She got a good guy, no. but she sold them in court. She just wanted to place him in here she didn't want to make sure that it was a she lied day. yeah looks Honestly, like it. Important. looks like it how, how can, you, how can you paint the picture of what a job is though and have somebody go to an interview and not talk about what's the job or the salary or any of that well no no I mean, you just, sales, even, there was some kind of commission <laughs> structure issue there i'm sure that was the problem because he's in the sales yeah, there must sales yeah, he's a young guy. Okay, uh, uh, Jimmy, the last question. Michael Cox and Richard S. Baird both want to know if you said make <laughs> eye contact with people on Twitter. Did you say, like, make eye contact with them on Twitter? Can I answer? It's, an well, it's a figure of speech, people. I, I, I was comparing it to maybe when you're approaching someone at a networking event where you're trying to signal somebody that you're interested in them, whether you're, you know, maybe, maybe you're out, you know, trying to hit on somebody. Well, that you like. Okay. And if you can shake hands, that's hand contact, right? Okay. When I, when I, I worked in face. sales, they tried, when I worked in sales, they tried getting us to Metaphor. say uh, mentally shaking your hand. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I want to thank I want to thank Tyler, Tyler Riggs, Paul Lipman, Michael G. Cox, Maureen Sherub, Alan Fleur, Jerry, of course, the <laughs> great shouter, uh, Kathy, who was here for Kathy's Corner. Can I say Kathy something Manny. real quick? Yeah. Can I say something? 
If there's any company in the United States looking for some IT recruiting services, <laughs> mostly contracting, that's what yeah. I do. And I'm tired of coming on this show week after week, putting my heart and soul into this thing, and not getting any spotlight treatment. I need some business. My number is 260-347-1715. Jerry's got to get a new... I've seen the boat, Jerry. You need a bigger one. Hey, that one's for sale. has got a hole in it. (laughs) Okay. That's good, though. I want to also make... Tech startup. What? Oh, was that? Hey, is that Marty? This is Marty. Hi, Marty. Hey, that's a smart hey, sponsor's here. You should have spoken Great up. Great show today. Oh. Thank you. Thank Marty you. came I on to see if I want to. He wants to buy my uh, Sea Ray. Okay. And <laughs> just in time, it's and, almost gone. I'll send and you an email, Jimmy, <laughs> tech startup Schmielinski. Hey, you were a good guest too. Veruca. You did a Thanks, good job. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, good luck with all that. <laughs> Okay, but the show itself, I just... Same old thing. As a recruiter, there's there's nothing I'm going to now take to my desk, and I am in a state of constant listening, learning, and applying. That's my thing. I got nothing from this show. I'm not going to do anything new. That's what I'm looking for in my learning phase of my career.